And welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronically. <laughs> 1990 through 1999. We're rolling with that. Yep. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I am Connor Thompson. I wonder how creepy that's going to sound. Uncomfortably so. Maybe. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's Valentine's Day this week. And sometimes you just got to be real creepy. Wow. And maybe I'm getting my creep out. Jesus. Getting, getting, getting the creep over with so I can, you know, oh not pull like a Ted Mosby <laughs> on Valentine's the worst, Day. Worst start. What are we doing this week? Oh, God only knows. Uh, 1993, probably. January, February, shit. February 12th to 18th, 1993. Let's open it up with February 12th. Good idea. Miami prosecutor is attorney general choice. President Clinton on Thursday named Miami prosecutor Janet Reno as his nominee for attorney general, putting an end the White House hopes, to a frustrating and embarrassing saga for the new administration. A high-profile prosecutor for 15 years who has handedly won re-election four times, the 54-year-old Reno would bring a strong background in criminal law and a reputation for integrity and political savvy to the Justice Department. A quick glance at Wikipedia shows that Reno served her sessions <laughs> as Attorney General well without any racist controversies, which is a fond memory, yeah. actually. We kind of went subtle there and then went very the opposite of subtle at the end. Not subtle. Yes. Is the, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good words. Yeah. Now, on to February 13th. Jet hijack suspect used Indiana Jones hat trick. The Ethiopian arrested for hijacking a Lufthansa jet was able to smuggle a gun aboard the plane by hiding it in a wide-brimmed Indiana Jones-style hat as he went through tight security at the airport in Frankfurt, Germany, a prosecutor said Friday. That's incredible. Uh, it gets better. Court papers said 20-year-old uh, suspect took off his hat and passed it around the metal detector as he went through the airport, thus avoiding detection. That's pretty fucking cool. Damn, that's I mean, good. hijacking a plane, not cool. Kind of cool. But, like, it's kind of cool. It's pretty fun cool. Yeah. Remember, um, when jet hij- remember when hijacking planes was, like, funny? Remember in, in fucking Seinfeld when... Uh, oh, yeah. Like, Elaine's being sent somewhere and, like, has to watch The English Patient or something. Yeah. Or no, the sack lunch. The sack lunch. And then the fucking Dominicans hijack the plane. And it's just a funny, it's just a, it's just a funny time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I think hijacking planes is cool as long as no one gets hurt. Okay. Like a, yeah. like an Air Force One kind of thing? Yeah. Get off my Get plane. Get off my plane. We're ripe with Harrison Ford stuff Oh, today. for sure. He's the best. February 14th. Valentine's Day, 1993. Niagara, traditional honeymoon mecca, takes a fall. We finally have a story out of, out of our hometown. Yeah, and it sounds great. Niagara Falls, Canada. A heart-shaped whirlpool tub in a Niagara Falls hotel room may strike many as romantic, but to those who work here is a constant reminder of all that has gone wrong at the world's honeymoon capital. About 30 of the city's 70 motels and hotels are up for sale or in receivership, while tourism is down about 40% since 1989 and unemployment has raised up to 14%, the fourth highest level in Canada. Mayor Wayne Thomas, whose name is actually Wayne Thompson, said the city is launching several aggressive promotional campaigns this year, including one starting on Valentine's Day to try and revive the romantic aura that was once Niagara Falls Hallmark. I actually worked in a hotel that has jacuzzi tubs that are heart-shaped. They are heinous looking. <laughs> I don't know. Some of this romantic stuff, it just doesn't, it comes off as tacky nowadays. Yeah. And I think Niagara Falls has largely sort of changed itself. Like, I don't really see it as the honeymoon capital anymore. It's kind of just 
a tourist destination. I think that and the wine industry in Niagara on the Lake has really helped us a yeah. lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. And that was, that was still kind of budding in the nineties, wasn't it? Like we were making wine. We'd been making it since the seventies, yeah. but the nineties, two thousands are when we really stepped up on a world class level. I mean, the fact that we've only been making wine since the seventies is pretty, pretty crazy. astounding. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough that's, about us. Yeah. Now, what's going on with you guys? We're stuck in the 90s, and we're listening. Yeah. Let's move on to February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Dry blood for emergency (laughs) uses. Ah, yes. A California company has patented freeze-dried red blood cells that emergency medical personnel can carry around at room temperature for weeks or months at a time. This is actually pretty cool. That's pretty fucking cool, yeah. Cryofarm, a Pasadena company that specializes in cryopreservation of natural cells, received a patent for freeze-dried red blood cells that can be packaged in plastic and stored at room temperature for up to six months before being rehydrated. The present shelf life of refrigerated blood is about six weeks. So this is a huge improvement. I don't know if anything ever happened with this, though. I tried to do a bit of research, and I couldn't find anything. Well, this is pretty exciting for vampire astronauts, right? Yeah. The Collins can finally get into space. Oh, good for them. February 16th, Life Alert will pay $1.35 million. Life Alert, the Chatsworth-based emergency response company, agreed to pay $1.35 million and to stop using alleged high-pressure sales tactics as part of an out-of-court settlement with the county and state attorneys. This is California. Uh, the company is best known for its television advertisements depicting an elderly woman who has fallen and moans that she can't get up to dial for help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Which we have talked about on the podcast it's my, before, it's so my I thought favorite this was a commercial. good story. This is great. Yeah, this is... The agreement was reached two weeks into a civil trial stemming from a $2 million lawsuit brought against the company in September 1991 by district attorneys from nine California counties. Okay, so that's a that's a big deal. Oh yeah, that's crazy. And like... Life alert. So good. Let's move on to the 17th of February. In 1993, Colorado backs none of the above. Colorado voters would be able to reject all the candidates in a race and force a new election with new candidates under a bill proposed Monday in the state Senate. Senator Tillman Bishop introduced the bill that would allow voters to choose none of the above uh, in any race on the ballot. If none of the above won, a new election would be held. Quote, how many times have you thought... I don't want to vote for any of those candidates. Literally all the times. How would we this elect anyone? This this would have been interesting in uh, federally in 2016. Yeah. Fucking Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, a, a race versus Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and, and none, none of, of the, the above. None of the above would have won. Yeah, none of the above. Like That's great. Because everyone was, it was, I think everyone's vote was a protest vote. Yeah. I think there were probably 500 people who wanted to, who legitimately <laughs> want either of those candidates to win. Everyone else was, well, it's not Hillary or it's not Trump. There are dozens of us. Uh, February 18th and closing out the week. Drug mixture halts HIV in lab, doctors say in a cautious report. A medical student has found what Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston says, quote, may be the Achilles heel of HIV and has developed a novel drug strategy that eliminates the virus from human cells grown in the test tube. The strategy involves using a combination of three drugs to attack a single component of HIV, an enzyme that makes copies of the virus's genetic material. In test tubes, the combination of drugs has blocked the virus from growing and spreading to other cells. 
That's pretty neat. Obviously, like now, there like there's talk of HIV vaccines going out. Yeah, I mean, like, this is a whole big thing. And it looks like this didn't actually really amount to anything much, but hopefully, it, it helped a bit. Um, I don't see much in age re- AIDS research anymore. Do you? Well, I read about that vaccine a little yeah. while ago. Okay, but... yeah, yeah. I think I remember reading about something similar. But yeah, I feel like there was more of it back then. Oh, definitely. Well, this is more of a widespread issue without much you know relief right like the, yeah. the drug cocktail that you were taking in the 90s oh. did not have the same efficacy that it does now yeah that is uh, that is very true all right let's move on to movies and music and this weekend this week we've got a funky one for you yeah we're gonna do something a little bit different um we're just i'm gonna read the box office to connor and we're just gonna do kind of a quick fire with the first thing that pops into your head we're gonna do the top 10 for each yep all right, so at the box office this week, one, Groundhog Day. Oh, Alarm one? Clock. Alarm Clock? Oh, okay, that makes sense. seeing that Alarm Clock every morning? Two, Summer's Bee. Oh, the, that's a, a drink here. Yeah, Summer's no, Bee is a cider. Yeah, it's a good cider. I mean, I used to like it a lot. It's actually pretty tasty. It's so sweet, though. It is, yeah. When you can I have drank one. a lot of pop, I, I loved it. Now it's like, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's probably not what this movie's about. Number three. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Oh my god, San Francisco. I've seen that movie dozens of times. I haven't seen it in forever. I I used to watch it all the time. That cat is so sassy. Oh, she's the sassiest cat. Aladdin. Genie. Robin Williams. There we go. Best role. Yeah. Loaded Weapon (laughs) 1. Was that like a, I don't know, gun? It's gotta be like a, a Leslie is... Nielsen movie or something. Emilio Estevez, Samuel L. Jackson, Charlie Sheen, Denise Richards. Holy shit, we should watch that. Yeah. Let's blast through these next ones uh, pretty quickly. Untamed Heart. Pass. The Vanishing. Pass. A Few Good Men. Oh, you can't handle what I want to say right now. Was that it? That was the thing that, is that yeah, a quote well, from the movie? You can't handle the truth. I thought that was Jerry Maguire. What? No. No? No, Jerry oh, Maguire is show me, me the money. money. Wow, different that just happened. Oh my god, did you just? Yeah, that did just you just happened. whitewash Cuba Gooding Jr.? <laughs> did I? <laughs> Was this a hate crime? Tom Cruise is in this movie though. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. has a minor role apparently. Cuba Gooding Jr. does not have. Well, I guess it is kind of a minor role. There's an asterisk he's... that says denotes minor role. That's what I'm going in off. Jerry of. Maguire. That is no, insane. in a few good men. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, finish this off with nine and ten. Nine cent of a woman. Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! No soup for you! I haven't seen this. All I know is Elaine's impression. Yeah. And rounding it off, The Temp. I don't know what that is. Me either, but I want to think of Rick Campanelli. Oh. Rick that, the Temp Campanelli. That's a, that's a, that's Canadian, a Canadian thing. thing. Yeah. You Americans wouldn't get it. Who's in this? It doesn't say. I can make out Laura Flynn Boyle, but the other names in this poster are... I just... I can't see it. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you from the Billboard Hot 100 the top ten artists. All right, one, Whitney Houston. And yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Okay, let's go. Two, Kenny G. Kenny G. I just I'm just thinking of Kenny Rogers instead, and how I want that fucking chicken. The correct answer is chicken. Three, Dr. Dre. Uh, I want to say Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked up in my basement, but that's pretty offensive. I think. Well, I mean, How did Eminem get away with that? Probably because right? Dr. Dre was like there and they were hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dre's, Dr. Dre seems chill. For Billy Ray Cyrus. Ugh. 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 Don't, don't tell my heart. Five, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Fuck. In college, I had to make like a little fake website for an assignment for, it was like a one day thing about Eric Clapton. That's weird. Yeah. I guess my teacher liked Eric Clapton. Okay. Six. Shay. Shay. This is a weird one. Because uh, I have no idea who Shay is, but for some reason, 
Shea makes me think of like shaving or shea butter and for so it's just associated with loss of hair. Oh, that's weird. It is. Seven. Spin doctors. Spin doctors. It really. That's on the fucking charts. Yep. Pocket full of kryptonite. Okay, here's I mean, my thought immediately goes to the Bill Nye parody of, of Two Princes, which oh, I don't that's... remember what it was about. No, but... but I remember that too. Yeah. That's pretty good. Eight. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. The Eddie Vedder voice. That's all I think of. Yeah, Eddie Vedder yeah. voice is definitely like a resounding. <laughs> I thought he was here for a brief moment. Yeah. Nine. Aladdin. The soundtrack. I can show you the world. I mean, okay, that's just that's and just lyrics. Ten. I couldn't be happier. Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Fuck. Mikey B. Ah. Uh. I mean, I just think of Captain Jack Sparrow. He's got an album coming out. Someone posted on our Facebook page that he has a Netflix special, a Valentine's Day Netflix special. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I saw that post. I'm going to watch it. I want yeah. you to know. He's, I'm going to watch it. He also has like an album of like covers or something coming out. I don't know. He did a um, he did a guest spot on an Honest Trailers video. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on because we've got something important to discuss. Two that? things. We're moving into 90s news now. The first is there's a group that we have discussed a few times. We thought the group was called Jodakai, Jodeki. Like, we didn't Jodeki. really know. Jodeki, maybe? Mm. We've now learned that it's Jodeci. That like, kind of makes like, more, that flows like a lot Like Odyssey more. of Joe? Yeah. That's, okay. So thank you to the listener who posted that on our page. We sounded stupid for a long time. Fuck you to everyone else who knew that and didn't say anything. You guys are dicks. We repent. Yeah. We're sorry. Also, though, in, in 90s news now, this is something we want to discuss. We want we need your help, yeah. listeners. This is only very vaguely 90s news, but... Well, Harry Potter Harry Potter, yeah. Harry Potter came out in the 90s. For those of you who have seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, or if you haven't, I'm this sure you're aware of this by very, now. Very, very minor... It's not even a spoiler. It's just a... No, it's, it's just, just a, a thing. thing. Yeah. Terminology. Yes. We knew non-magical people as muggles. Yes, and that's the word we've been using our entire lives. And it's the correct one. However, in the new movie, we learn that Americans refer to muggles as... The nomad. Or the just nomad. nomad. I mean, so they're dumb. without magic. It's so dumb it's in different. America. I kind of like... I mean, I it, it grew on me throughout the movie. Yeah, the first time I heard it, it's, what the fuck is this? At the end, I'm like, yeah, nomad. And this got me thinking. Us Canadians, yep. for those of you who are Canadians... Know that we borrow a lot of our terms from both England and America. But we do use the British U. Yes, we use the British U's and, and neighbor and color and all that stuff. But there's a lot of, you know, we call an elevator an elevator, not a lift. We call a it trunk a trunk, is a not trunk, a boot. not a boot. Yeah. Um, there are many any, examples are there of this. Are there we use the British word for? Off the top of my head? I can't think of any. Yeah, there might be a few. Maybe we even have our own our own term for for non magical people because, like, that do, where be. does Chesterfield come from? Does anyone do, do the British call their couches Chesterfields? I don't know. I feel like a Chesterfield is slightly different than a couch. Regardless, there's plenty that we borrow from Britain. There's plenty that we borrow from the U.S. So the question that is burning on our minds: What do we Canadians call non-magical people? Yeah. Are they muggles or are they nomadges? Are they something entirely different? So what we're going to do is once per day, we are going to use the Stuck in the 90s account to tweet at JK Rowling. At SIT90s. At SIT90s. Hit us up on Twitter. At JK underscore Rowling. And we are going to tweet asking her 
what we refer to muggles as. The correct answer is muggles. Everybody knows it. Or, but, but, we but, but, to, but I want to hear be. from the source. Is it muggles? Is it nomad? So we are going to be tweeting this every, every day. Every day until we get an answer. We will be relentless. So we, we need your help. If you have Twitter, like, retweet. Yeah. And jump on board with try it. Try to get an answer out of JK. We got to know. Part of this. We got to know. Maybe we'll come up with a fancy hashtag. Maybe we won't. We'll, we'll start at this probably, what, Monday? Let's start at Monday. Yeah, let's start it on Monday. I've already tweeted about it once. But this will be, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. Real, real quick, thankfully not 90s. This one deserves to be spoken about, because I see this bitch everywhere. Oh, yeah, fuck. This week on Thankfully Not 90s. This one's all Chris. Cash me outside. How about that? So this bitch who was on Dr. Phil, she's like 13. She fucking sucks. She steals cars. She steals cars, which is kind of badass. But there's this clip where she calls everyone in the audience hoes, which is hilarious. And then she says, cash me outside, like catch me outside, like I'm going to fight you in the parking lot. And then how about that? Cash me outside. How about that? And it's everywhere now. Yeah, this is the big meme of early 2017. And 2017 looking like a shit year for memes. I know. Like, fuck. Uh, 2016 memes were great. Harambe is one of the greatest memes of all time. Yes. And now we're left with a 13-year-old car thief. Ah, fuck, man. Uh, uh, I don't even want to add much more into that. Just that's it. I'm thankful that this wasn't a thing in the 90s. All right, let's slide into our 90s spotlight. This is one that is interesting, but not for us. It's bad for us. Yeah, I just realized we actually had I, I put the I yeah, put the spotlight in the sponsor and the sponsor in the spotlight. Yeah, they're backwards. It's Whoops. okay. Not a big deal. No one had to know that, but I pulled the curtain. So we wanted to talk just for a few minutes about vehicle emissions testing. I promise you that this is an interesting thing to talk about. So a little bit of background. In 1977, in the U.S., the Federal Clean Air Act uh, was amended in Congress to require states to implement vehicle emissions inspection programs uh, in all major metropolitan areas. So we're talking like New York City, L.A., Chicago, those sorts of places. L.A. really needs it, probably. Yeah. Otherwise, Clean Air Act of 1990 required some states to do this. A bunch of states jumped on board with it. Some actually repealed it, including uh, Kentucky and Minnesota. Really? So, yeah, big surprise there. Obviously, it's mostly a state issue. So there are plenty of states where you have to do emissions testing. There are plenty where you do not. We get to the states. Yep. Where we live in our province, Ontario, bit of a different story. Ontario's drive clean test went into place in April of 99. So literally just clinging on to the 90s with this one. Program was initially intended to weed out vehicles producing unrestrained amounts of particulate emissions, uh, contributing to smog and increasing pollution. The funny part, though, is that it only applies to vehicles made after 1987. So, like, the worst piece of shit polluters, especially for the first decade of this, were still on the road, just being jalopies. Oh, yeah. What we wanted to discuss, though, is in the 90s, if you're, like, a 16, 17-year-old kid, especially, you know, where we live in Ontario prior to 99, you could go out there, all you had to find was a car that ran and would pass a safety. So, emissions-wise, like, it could be kicking out tar, it could be kicking out coal. It didn't matter. It could be backfiring and does not all that matter. Kind of you could spend like three hundred dollars on a Your piece of shit. Could be car. held up by coat hangers and small pipes wedged in between other pipes. Let's, and let's not talk about reality right now, though, because that that we're not going to talk about my exhaust. That hits close to home for Chris. But like, you could go out as a kid, have a couple hundred bucks, and buy a piece of shit car that you could put on the road. And you know, you're driving around. Maybe you're able to get a better job out of town. Maybe you're Adam Sandler and you write a song about it. Right? But you can, you literally get more opportunity at that age. 
because this requirement was not in place. Whereas when we buy cars, typically you're not really able to get a car that's going to pass your safety need test for under a thousand bucks. It would be tough. Like unless you are like a, you know, a gearhead and you're good at that shit, it's probably not going to happen. And even then you're probably putting lots of parts and time and you're putting well over to a thousand dollars in probably your own time and effort into getting this going which makes me think that 90s teens had a big advantage they over the rest of us freedom. now right especially in in ontario and stuff uh graduated licensing came into effect in 1994 that's another thing that probably made it easier prior to that for kids to get on the road well, yeah because you just go do your test and you have a full license and away you go so this is one of those things where obviously it's for the good of everybody oh yeah it's it's not a bad thing do you remember how bad smog was in Toronto? Yeah, it's not, smog it's was not a, real a thing, thing anymore, but mm-hmm. it was real. Yeah. Another slight tangent I want to add into this. Go for it. Another thing we missed out on by just a few years uh, before we turned 16 and were old enough to drive and get our own cars and get our own license plates was this is another Ontario thing, but there was an option for a Star Trek license plate. So it I just, would have loved that so much. It had like the Federation logo. It, it had the Starfleet insignia. Uh, sorry, Starfleet, Starfleet yeah. insignia. These are two different things. That's true. Yes. Um, but there were a bunch of license plates like that. Like you could get, uh, like, well, some of them still exist. Like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, you can get Toronto Maple Leafs if you're a veteran. You can get things like that. If you're part of like the Lions Club, you can get uh, a license plate like that. But a Star Trek one, fuck, this is something I've touched on very lightly and have done my best to not get into huge. But living in a time when Star Trek was kind of a big deal is something that really makes me wish I was a few years older. It's resurged now. With the movies. Not to the uh, same degree. really. Not much. And uh, it's something I miss, especially since nowadays, even if the new Star Trek series gets a pretty decent following, there's so many options you can watch on TV that it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It's not when everyone is gearing up for the season finale of this show or that show. Yep. And that's that's a whole 90s thing that we've probably touched on before and we'll probably talk about more in the future. But I think we're talking about cars. And I think that's about the end of that. Just, you know, kids in the 90s had maybe a little bit more opportunity at the cost of the environment, which is probably going to be a reality again. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Ugh. at least for our American friends. Man, um, I really wish Hillary Clinton was president. Well, too late now. Too late to apologize. Moving on to our 90s. Too late. Oh, yeah. no, this isn't our nice spot. Like, damn it, I'm reading it wrong. See, right. we need to label things properly. Go Moving ahead. on to our sponsorship segment. Every week on the show, we bring you a sponsor. Sometimes they are fictitious. Sometimes they are real. We're going to leave this one up to you guys to figure out. This week, Stuck in the 90s, is brought to you by Stale Books. Ooh. Bookkeeping is a pain in the ass, and since it's the 90s, using a computer for accounting is simply unreasonable, unless you're a millionaire. <laughs> but how will you keep your records of your small business transactions in history? With pile after pile of stale books. Paper bookkeeping is unfortunately the most efficient way to keep your company running. Record expenses, transactions, and whatever else you might need in book after book of what was once a beautiful tree. That will only grow dusty and stale after years of not being touched in the chance that you might need to prove that you really did charge that client an extra 15% consulting fee back in May of... Shit. Now you have to go through every box labeled May. You probably needed to keep receipts for seven years or something like that. Why is that? Audits? I don't know. Pile them into a box and put them next to your stale books, rotting in the basement along with your hopes and dreams that running a business was your ticket to the good life. Stale books. 
There's no better way. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now, of course, we have FreshBooks, but we didn't in the 90s. Yes. Also note, FreshBooks is not a sponsor of this podcast. They can be. They can be. Hit us up. Well, I already filed my taxes, so I mean... Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe wait until next year. But for like invoicing, and, that's true. You know what? We got to keep this. We got to keep this down until they actually pay us. We're giving them free advertising. Yeah, here. yeah. Like, potentially fuck fresh books. Potentially love fresh books. That's uh, all up in the air. I agree, and or don't. Yes. Uh quick, quick couple shout outs. So uh, over the last last couple weeks, we've done two interviews on the Never Sleeps Network. One was with Alex Ross of Ross Never Sleeps. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that was good stuff. You know, uh, we talked about both the, uh, well, mostly cockadoodles. Most, yeah, mostly the coloring book, but also the podcast. Uh, and recently we did an interview, uh, with Crystal and on the page it says Jessica Lauren, but I feel like it's Jessica Loren. I don't know. Is she in without Loren, Ralph Loren? Maybe. Or anything? It I mean, sounds fancier, so let's go with that. Okay. So they were, Crystal, cool, they were cool, cool gals. Yeah. Crystal and Jessica of Blue Suit Thursdays. Uh, those, that was a fun interview too. And we talked more about the podcast on that. Yeah. We, it was a pretty good mixture of talking about dicks, talking about the nineties, talking about dicks from the nineties. And Jess is a self-proclaimed friends expert. So we are probably going to have her on the show at some point to convince us that friends deserves to be amongst the top three shows in the nineties. Yeah. And she has some pretty compelling arguments. Uh, but yeah, if you're, uh, if you're in the area of podcasts and listening to them, Check out some of the stuff on on that network <laughs> in the area of podcast. If you're in the area of podcast, you know on the information superhighway. There it is. If oh, you're getting shit. off at the stop, of... I totally forgot to tell you what I was at my brother's apartment dropping him off. You did tell me this. Okay, well now the podcast <laughs> listeners are going to know because I'm dropping him off. And I'm sitting in the parking lot and I was actually downloading a podcast and I was going to turn Wi-Fi off and it pops up with the list of networks and one of them was the information superhighway. That's pretty good. That's and pretty I good actually funny. chuckled aloud. Good stuff. As always, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're on Twitter at SIT90s. Again, please, starting Monday, Hit it up. Oh, yeah, start retweeting JK, JK Rowling. Rowling all the time. We want answers. The people need to know. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stuck in the 90s Podcast. I swear to God, I'm going to update them. I'm going to set it like a schedule once a day. I'm going to post once a day. We should post until we drop. Oh, if you want to be a $10 sponsor, we will plug your wares. Are your books fresh? Are or they otherwise. stale? Yeah. Who knows? We'll talk about it though. Shoot us an email to stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us 10 bucks and we will plug your shit. We will say many things. A number of them good. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add to this. Nope. I think that's about it. All right. So, oh, what are we going to do next week? Ah, damn it. 97? Next week's a surprise, probably. I feel like 97. It might be 97. I feel good about 97. Sure. All right. Some week in February, 97. Let's say 19th, 20th. 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. We literally have to count this out on our fingers every week. I mean, seven is a pretty... Seven's a weird number. It is a weird number. It's a weird number. Lucky number seven. And for now... The podcast podcast is is now now over. over.